As easy as the touch of a button. The message of life on 657 AM. Wow, what a way of kickstarting uh, the second hour of uh, the show there with uh, the song is uh, titled Shibila on Radio Puppet, your daily companion, bringing us to exactly 10 minutes after 7. Good evening and welcome to eat. I hope that you have enjoyed uh, the rest of the day. And of course, if you're driving, please drive safely and uh, pray and believe that you will arrive safely to your uh, destination. Of course, uh, do make sure that you keep... um, the rules of the roads there and of course you drive uh, safely uh, keep safe uh, following distance and of course uh, make sure that uh, you're your visible to the other road users and you avoid uh, by all means to dazzle the oncoming uh, traffic because some people really don't know how to drive uh, during uh, the evenings like this so it's very very important that hey uh, don't drive with your bright lights on that's as simple as that so if at all you can see clearly and there are cars oncoming traffic make sure that you drive on beam not bright lights and uh, even when you are following the other cars make sure that you don't um Dazzle them, and sometimes when you see you're driving behind a stand vehicle, and all of a sudden you see them uh, putting on the hazard lights, mm, emergency light, they're simply warning you, saying, Guys, you are blinding us here. Uh, so to take those things into consideration, and of course, we know that uh, uh, the rain season is around the corner, and yeah, it's also important that you know how to drive when it's raining. You used to Stop speeding. You keep safe uh, following distance because uh, a car will take longer to stop when the roads are wet than when the roads are dry like this. So we do all these things to make sure that we arrive alive, Bagiti. It's 11 after 7 right here on Real Puppet, your daily companion. And of course, uh, I believe you have bl- you have been blessed by the... Um, this IS program talking about uh, home affairs and uh, yeah it was actually home affairs the deputy minister who was hosted on uh, that uh, uh, program there uh, brought to you by GCIS and of course it's 12 after 7 and that's that time of the evening where we get to talk to somebody uh, from the global business round table and this time around we are speaking to Sizagele Nguenya Sizagele uh, I don't know how to pronounce your name properly I hope I'm not in Trouble here. Sizagele or Sizagele? Sizagele. Sizagele. Yes. It means we are we are helped. We are, we've yes, been helped. Correct. See, it might not be able to pronounce it correctly, but at least I understand the meaning thereof. <laughs> yes, Tell us a little important. bit about yourself, ma'am. Who is Sizagele and Gwenya? Good evening, Godfrey, and thank you so much for having me on the show. So I am a qualified tax advisor. And um, in terms of my profession, I'm an indirect tax specialist at Epsco Bank. I have eight years experience um, specializing in tax and specifically value-added taxes. And I hold a BCom Honours Accounting degree from the University of Johannesburg, and I am a registered member of the South African Institute of Taxation. Hmm. So you dream about tax, you think about tax, you talk, yeah. That's your language, so to speak. It's so tonight we are honored to, yeah. So tonight we have somebody who can also help us to maneuver around this thing called tax, if it's legal, yeah, if it's allowed, though, you know. Hello. Hi, Godfrey. Did you hear what I said? 
Yes, what did I say? <laughs> I could possibly help you to maneuver around sex. <laughs> yeah, not in a bad way, not in an illegal way. You know what I'm saying? Just to check a little I'm bit here you. and there, and just to make sure I'm that yeah, you. it it work for us too. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, <laughs> it, uh, let's leave that for for another day. I know that it's possible, but uh, we're not going to be talking about that. So we're talking about uh, tax and the importance of uh, uh, registering for, for tax. And it's all about uh, tax, more especially for those who um, have got businesses and they're not tax registered. Then you'll be amazed to find out that uh, many people haven't registered for tax. And there are so many things that are, are missing out on, right? True, true, very true. There are a number of benefits um, for being registered. So tonight I'll be specifically talking about value-added taxes. Um, and I'll be taking you through one of the taxes which I believe have a potential to enhance the economy of this country, which is value-added taxes. And I'll be providing you with a very high-level understanding of how the VAT system works and who is subject to VAT and the benefits of being registered for VAT. Okay, go on ahead, ma'am. So the purpose of my discussion tonight is to create a general understanding of VAT and enhanced understanding of when VAT should be claimed and when VAT should be declared and who should be registered for VAT and when, and possibly refute some of the incorrect presumptions relating to VAT and highlight a number of common error zones um, in the VAT um, system. It's important to understand um, when we talk about value-added taxes um, that by its very nature, value-added taxes is an indirect transactional consumption tax. So it's very different from income tax, which is deducted from your income. So with that, every transaction may potentially attract VAT. And with these transactions, the VAT is collected by the VAT vendors. So these would be this would be businesses and companies and people that are registered for VAT throughout the distribution chain. And it's also important to note that VAT is imposed on goods and services which are consumed in South Africa. So where they are goods and services that are exported out of the country that would fall outside of the ambit of um, VAT and those goods and services would not attract VAT at 15%. VAT is generally not um, intended to be an expense to a company. So that's one of the things that I'll be talking to this evening. Um, it is mainly borne by individuals, so the end user. So companies have the opportunity to register for VAT if um, they co- um, comply with certain um, requirements, which I will speak to. So companies that are registered for VAT and are VAT vendors have the responsibility of um, collecting VAT that they have charged to their customers well, and declaring yeah. that accurately. So sorry to interject here. So. In a nutshell, so there are two different types of of of, of taxes out there. Uh, you say is income income tax, right? And 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 yes. VAT. So now, for for those who have got uh, companies or small businesses, which which uh, tax should they be able to register for? Which one should they go for VAT or just income tax? I just need clarity on that on those issues. Okay, so there are a number of in, um, taxes. Um, income tax and VAT is just one of the taxes. So a company that is making um, taxable supplies and they have reached the threshold of um, uh, taxable supplies of a million. So if um, in the preceding 12 months they have made taxable supplies of a million rand or at the date that they are making the assessment, they believe that in the next 12 months they would have made taxable supplies 
of a million rand, that company needs to register for VAT. It is compulsory for that company to register. So the VAT Act makes distinctions between a compulsory registration and a voluntary registration. So I've just spoken about a compulsory registration. There are instances where it would be beneficial for a company to register for VAT, even though they have not met the 1 million threshold. So these are companies that have made taxable supplies within um, the preceding 12 months of 50,000. Um, or they believe from the date that they're making the assessment, they will meet the 50,000 threshold. They'll make taxable supplies of 50,000 in the next 12 months. Okay. I, 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 I registered a company tonight. I registered a company tonight. Am I allowed mm-hmm. to register for that immediately after registration, or should I wait for a certain time for me to be able to register for, for that or income or tax? So if you can prove um, at the date that your company is registered, so for example, if you have tangible proof that would be in terms of your contract that you've signed um, with um, the people that you'll be supplying the services to, that you have a 12-month contract or so forth, and you'll be providing with them with a service that will reach the threshold of either a million or 50,000, at that um, point in time, you may register for that. Okay. Well, we are talking tax uh, tonight on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. And uh, we are honored to have Sizake uh, Lemguenya, who is advising us on this issue. And it's definitely not going to be uh, a one-night-only kind of a discussion. So we're going to have to invite her again next week because this is one of the most important issues that we need to discuss on Radio, more especially on Radio Puppet platform because uh, some of us are really badly when when it comes to that okay um so you, you i'm glad that you clarified that one so i'm going to have to ask you a few questions and uh, maybe next week i'll give you more time to uh you know elaborate on what you have in store for us but the reason why i'm doing this is because i realize that many people don't understand this kind of things like i met people who are saying i haven't registered for for that and yet they get uh, you know I mean, uh, they've got income tax, you know, the companies are deducting for on their behalf and, and stuff like that. What can we say for those people who have not yet registered, more especially on the e-filing system? Uh, yeah, or are you supposed to be registered on the e-filing system? On the other hand, you being taxed by the same company or you cannot, you are exempted from registering as, as long as uh, the company deducts uh, tax from your salary? Yeah, so um, in the beginning, I mentioned that there's a number of different taxes. So that is just one of them. So if you find yourself in a position, in, for instance, if you have a business and you are comfortable that that business will make taxable supplies or either of a million or 50,000, you are um, in the position to actually register for that. E-filing is a system that is used to submit VAT returns. So once you have registered for VAT, you can register for VAT at your local SARS branch and make use of the e-filing platform to submit your VAT returns. In the past, VAT returns were submitted um, manually, and now they are submitted electronically. So e-filing is just a way to make um, submission of VAT returns easier. But I think what is important as well in terms of understanding, you need to also understand the supplies that you're making because not all supplies are covered under the the VAT Act. So there are certain supplies that are made by businesses that are not necessarily covered under the ambit of VAT. All right. I'm tempted to ask you another question. 
<laughs> but uh, <laughs> before I do that, please go to the next point that you have for us. I'll come. I'll come back later. Okay. So just to ensure that we understand um, that. Um, Hello. What happened now? What happened now? Okay, we 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 lost it again there, but uh, I'm definitely going to have to uh, call her again right here on Republic Daily Companion, talking everything VAT value at a text a text this evening with Sisagele, uh, who is the tax uh, uh, expert, and she's here to actually open our eyes to this matter because there are so many benefits of uh, being registered. Um, uh, for for tax and uh, yeah, there are so many many benefits that uh, many people are missing out and losing out on. Uh, let's hope that she's back on the line. Are you back, ma'am? Yes, I, I am. I don't know sorry. what happened there. Not a problem. I'm yes, not sure just what continue. Happened. Yes. So as I was saying, um, that um, by its nature and definition is an indirect tax that is charged on the supply by a vendor, which is a person that is registered for VAT of goods and services, it's important to note that the vendor includes the person that is registered and someone that is supposed to be registered for VAT. So um, it's a supply of, um, by a vendor of goods and services that is supplied in the course of furtherance of a business. The VAT Act makes reference to an enterprise, but essentially what an enterprise is, it is a business. So it's important to understand what supply actually means and um, in reference to the VAT Act. So supply includes a performance. So you need to ensure that there's a performance in terms of a sale, a rental agreement, or installment credit agreement, for example, with goods are provided um, to a customer on credit, or any other forms of supply. So there needs to be performance in exchange of goods and services for money. The reason why I'm pointing that out is that um, there are instances where companies or public benefit organizations like churches receive donations. A donation, a receipt in, it, in itself of money, according to the VAT Act, is not a supply. So you need to ensure that there's an exchange of goods and services that are happening within your business for you to be able to substantiate to start that you are providing a supply of goods and services. Who is supposed to get donations? Is it uh, the companies that are registered as NGOs or individuals can get donations? Like I had cases from people who were promised donations from overseas worth over um, $2 million and, and so forth. And uh, all of a sudden they were in trouble with their loss. And uh, they ended up, some of them, retaining their money back because, I don't know, it sounded like it was some form of money laundering. Who qualifies mm, to get a, a donation? That's an interesting one. So in the ambit um, of the VAT Act, a company or a public benefit organization can receive a donation. Not an individual? Not An individual can also receive a uh, donation. Okay. Yeah, So, but it's important, um, speaking to that, that in terms of a donation, if it's just a pure gratuitous donation received by a company and there is no um, performance, by the person that is receiving the donation. So the donor, there's no obligation by the donor to perform any services in lieu of those donations, then there is no supply that is taking place. Because another thing that we've seen in practice is that some companies provide a donation to, for instance, a public benefit organization and um, require that PBO to either market the name of the donor at their premises. 
So where there is that kind of transaction, the VAT Act does not see that as a gratuitous donation because there is an obligation of the person receiving a donation to um, market the donor. So in that instance, that is seen as a supply of a service. All right. It's 25 after 7 on Radio Puppetio Daily Component. Who is exempted to pay VAT? And I, I heard before, I don't know how true that is, actually I didn't mm-hmm. actually follow uh, this information up, um, that certain people who earn certain amount of money per annum are, are, cannot uh, pay tax and, and so forth. Is that true? And Kibaba uh, uh, how much who, can, who are not able to uh, pay tax? Or, mm-hmm. yeah. That's an interesting question, Godfrey. So in terms of the VAT Act, there are certain supplies that are exempt. So if you as a business provide exempt supplies, you are not obligated to register for VAT. In fact, you're not allowed to register for VAT. An example of that would be um, companies that provide um, educational services. So your EDCs, your early childhood development centers, will not be liable to register. They cannot register because they're specifically exempt from VAT. And the churches also? The churches also are specifically exempt from, from that as well because it's an association not for gain. However, the church, um, it's quite interesting with churches because if you can prove that the church is a welfare organization, for example, there's certain um, activities that is done by the church that is covered under the, the tax act, you may substantiate to thought that you can register for that as a welfare organization. All right. And uh, the, the the benefits, I know that time is not on our side. We are left with uh, less than three minutes. The, the benefits of registering for, for Texmore, especially for uh, for companies, I, I'm told that they're massive. We are missing out on, on that one. If you, you have a company and you are registered for tax because uh, you can end up uh, getting money back, your money back in many different ways uh, through the transport that you are using. Can you maybe uh, wrap it up by telling us some good news in that area that at least there is something good that people can <laughs> benefit for, for registering for, for Vetmore, especially for the small uh, businesses out there? So the good news in VAT is that it is beneficial for companies to register for VAT because they may claim input tax deductions on the goods and services that they acquire. So you find that in most startup companies, they have a high CAPEX because they're a startup, so they're buying equipment and so forth. And on the purchase price of those equipment is a VAT. So if they registered for value at a tax, even though they haven't made any goods and services as yet, they may claim back the VAT that they have paid when purchasing equipment or anything relating to the starting up of that business. Oh, yes. Is that it? <laughs> I thought <laughs> there was so some more. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Okay, in closing, uh, what, what can we say to, to the listeners of Europe? But I'm definitely sure that uh, we, you will be back uh, come next week. So what I can say to uh, businesses, especially the small businesses, is um, it's quite important to understand the business that you're operating in and how it fits into the different taxes, especially that, as I've mentioned, with small businesses, there is an opportunity to claim input tax deductions on the equipment and any goods and services that you'll be acquiring um, in the start-up phase of that business. 
So I would definitely say it is something worth investigating, whether you can register for that, and if you can, make sure that you register as soon as possible. Also being cognizant of the um, administrative burden of registering, so just understand how e-finding works, when you need to submit returns and so forth. But the benefit of actually claiming those input taxes are quite massive. All right. Uh, thank you very much, ma'am. And of course, one thing that people need to understand is, you know, SARS is one organization that you don't want to owe at all. So you sure. just have to make sure where you are. We've got clean sheets when it comes to your relationship with SARS. You don't have, you don't need to owe those people money. Believe you me. Rather, let it be them that owe you money. And uh, uh, it's an, uh, the nice thing about that is, uh, yeah, on a certain amount that can be, uh, that they can pay you on on every every year uh, so sure. make sure that you are in a good relationship with sars guys if you don't want to travel you know what i mean those guys don't play games so <laughs> rather make sure hurry wait again uh, your books are in order when it comes to uh, sars and tax and, and all that don't try to cook the books like many people uh, do or tried to do enough people by like right now they lost millions of rents and even their properties because somebody told them that they can cook books and then they won't have to pay money and stuff like that so yeah don't ever ever entertain that uh, that that thought yeah it cast out yeah because sure. it's from the devil <laughs> if you want to live a happy and a free life um Siswam, thank you very much uh, for for your time and if people need more information how can they get hold of you you can get hold of me um on my personal number um oh eight two six nine eight two six eight five just a just a second uh, slow down please is zero eight two zero eight two six nine eight two six eight five nine eight two six eight five eight five that's zero eight two six nine eight two six eight five that is during a uh, working hours by getting not this late please uh mm-hmm. call her maybe is it the whatsapp number also yeah i think what whatsapp whatsapp will work best if you can talk with her whatsapp please make sure that you do it uh tomorrow i'm protecting her uh, right now, as now we can call her, but call her tomorrow. Uh, Siswam, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. All right, it's 28 minutes to. Please don't hang up. Uh, 28 minutes to 8 on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. Up next is Muruti Bishop David Malatze. In today's rush world, there is limited time for yourself. Your cell phone, however, is with you all the time. So why not use it? Visit our Radio Pulpit website with your cell phone and restore your soul. There you can find out more about Radio Pulpit. Download the Bible to your cell phone. Read Word for Today. And you can listen to us online. Just visit www.radiopulpit.co.za. Especially developed for your cell phone. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion.